Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 249 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. The drill of the week is a multi-ball exercise designed to improve your topspin for early in the rally. In the questions, we talk about a general approach to service return, whether the blade or the rubbers affect performance more, two-handed backhands, and how to get the slightest advantage to overcome a rival. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. Good morning to you and to uh, all the ping skillers, and a uh, good show coming up. Absolutely, yes. Now, um, we did we missed a show yesterday, Alois, so... Instead of doing a Throwback Thursday on Thursday, we're doing the Drill of the Week. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about the Drill of the Week. Yes, yeah, so the Drill of the Week is um, is one that I love to do with multi-ball, um, and that is where you're getting the multi-ball feeder to push one ball short, and you can use that same ball. So when... Uh, you push it back, get the feeder to push that next one along. So it's it's really practicing that early part of the rally where you're coming in and returning the ball or returning a push and then taking the opportunity to make a top spin off the long backspin ball. So um, here are a couple of things to really focus on. Uh, making sure that you're coming all the way in and close to make that push. Um, so get your if you're a right-hander, get your right foot right under the table so you can get close uh, with your nose and with your bat to make the push and then that next ball comes long and fast out to you and you've got to get back recover and make that forehand top spin you can also extend it to doing it on the backhand side or you can extend it to doing it anywhere so they push it short anywhere and then they push it long anywhere so that extends the the drill a bit and um and again makes it much more game like so um with multi-ball, I think, you know, that's probably one of the most important drills that you can do because it, it really replicates well um, that early part of the rally um, and gets you to practice that top spin off backspin ball, which is so important. Wow, sounds like a great drill, Alois. Like you said, crucial part of the game, that early part of the rally. And often your opponent might serve a backspin ball, so, you know, you would want to do that push and then try and attack the next one. Uh, the other thing is it seems like quite a hard drill physically because you're going to be moving right in, getting back, then moving right in, getting back. Sounds quite challenging. Yeah, it is. And and a lot of multi-ball drills are, but yeah, it, it is. It's challenging, but it's really worthwhile because, it, as I said, it does replicate um, that early part of the rally really well. So just the other thing that you can do, and some players um, don't, push a lot of short balls and like the flick. So you can you can do that as well. So you get the multi-ball feeder to um, push that first one short. You can flick that one and then they're going to block that next ball at you so that, um, it, again, it replicates um, that early part of the rally when you're making the flick. So you can do the backhand side spin flick or just a straight flick and then get back and make the next top spin ball. Okay, yeah. So if the feeder in that situation, he doesn't actually block the ball, he just um, just counter hits or top spins the next one at you? Um, yeah, you can do either. So if, ah. the, feeder, if the feeder is competent enough, um, then get them to block the ball back because, again, that's a more lifelike or more game-like. Um, but if not, um, 
So you just flick the ball and then get the feeder to make sure that they feed the next one out with a bit of top spin, not backspin. Right. Excellent. Okay, everyone. So that is the drill of the week. If you haven't tried multi-ball before, we've got a, a course on it. Um, so I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, well worth learning. Um, and this is a great exercise. So try this one push and then one top spin you're meant to be doing off backspin balls that a multi-ball feeder is giving you. Give it a go. It's uh, excellent. All right, Alois, um, let's talk about the power of practice, the countdown's on. This is your last day. How are you going and how is everybody else going? Yeah, today is the last day, well, in Australia anyway. Um, did yesterday, so yesterday was the 30th, you know, I did it late at night and after a long day and, you know, it was just one of those down days and it was really... Ugh, I felt yuck after it. I felt like, come on, I've been doing this for 30 days and, you know, you're, you're just not getting it. And, um, yeah, so I was, I was really frustrated at the end of uh, the five minutes yesterday. Um, I've got another day today. But, you know, I suppose I haven't – and I haven't watched the, um, the session back yet either because often I, I do find that my perception um, – compared to reality is really distorted. So sometimes I feel like it's really good and it it's, it looks terrible. And sometimes I feel like it's terrible and it's pretty good. So I will watch it back and just see what it actually is like. But yeah, yesterday, bit of a downer, Jeff. Oh, what about dear. you? Yeah. That, that's interesting how you, your perception doesn't really match the video when you watch it back. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people. Yeah, me, Alois, I've been a bit slack. I was away on holidays and didn't have access to a table and haven't done it for a while and, you know, lost a bit of motivation, probably because, and this sounds bad, but probably because I got so good at it so quickly. Um, so, yeah, you know, I don't know. Even when this challenge is over, I think I still got to go and get that five-minute rally. So I think I'm going to keep working on that until I get that five-minute rally, Alois. Yeah, so you've really had to put that in place for yourself, haven't you, that five-minute rally? Because I could see that really early on, because your improvement was so good and you were, you were already felt like you were competent at it, yeah, the motivation dropped really quickly, didn't it? It did, yes, yes, indeed. Um, and it was it's kind of interesting because once you get the feel for the ball, it, you, you really do improve quickly. Um, yeah, and maybe I should have had a smaller edge or something because we've seen Stanley do a great job uh, improving with a smaller edge. He's made great progress. Um, and we've seen quite a few people making really good progress on the spin catch, Alice. That seemed to be the most popular one, probably because you don't need a table, just easier to practice at home. Um, but there's, yeah, been some great stories. So, um, yeah, keep practicing, keep sending in your videos. Remember, we've got three premium memberships available. So, um because of the time difference, we'll probably announce that on our Monday show, the winners. So a yearly, uh, a quarterly, and a monthly membership up for grabs. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty exciting, Alois. It is, yeah. So yeah, get your get your final lots of uh, videos in. Yeah, so make sure you get them in, um, you know, on the 31st, wherever you are. And, uh, yeah, Jeff and I will pour over them over the weekend and make our decision and announce that on Monday. Absolutely. Excellent. 
All right, let's move on to uh, the last Ping Skillers question of the day, which was, what inspires you? What do yeah, people so, say? Yeah, we've got, uh, had quite a few responses, which was great. Thanks, guys. So Meroz said, uh, speed, sweat, and a swag of table tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, Mentor said failure, which is interesting, isn't it? So maybe I should be inspired by my yesterday's uh, power of practice session. Um, Ilya said, observing how my brain and body become capable of doing cool things. And again, I I think that's something that I've got out of um, the power of practice challenge, you know, so just how my brain's working and the different little tricks that um, I've been able to, to do to, to help myself uh, improve those uh, the, that skill. Um, Scott Houston, and this is the ongoing battle between Scott Houston and Mick Waugh. Scott Houston says, Mick Waugh's attitude, commitment and fortitude. And Mick said, we finally agree. Um, so Glenn Errington said, early mornings and sunrise. I like that one, Glenn, because I love the the early mornings and the sunrise and at the back of our place, we get a really nice view of that sunrise. Um, and Christopher Kwan said how an 18 year old player was so close to being world champion. And he was indeed. Um, Fang Bo. And that is good. Yeah. Now, Alois, uh, I don't like the early mornings, but the sunrise at your house is truly magnificent. I must say. Yeah, exactly. You, you need to get, get, get into these early mornings, Jeff. <laughs> They're good for you. Um, <laughs> Mukul, Mukul also said Ma Long's game and Marson, our old friend Marson, um, said, at the moment, my son. That's that's great. And he also said, I used also to be inspired by people who love what they are doing so much that they overcome huge disabilities they have. For example, in Berlin, there is a drummer um, who has no arms and really badly developed legs. And he um, practically practically just had a head and a torso, but his passion for music makes him one of the truest playing rock drummers I have seen. So, uh, yeah, so that, that is expiring, inspiring, not expiring, inspiring. And, um, and yeah, we've also seen, um, uh, you know, and I see it all the time um, at para table tennis, you know, the things that players can do um, having a physical or intellectual disability and um, still being able to play this beautiful game. So, Yes, that's what inspires me indeed. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Nice one. Thanks, everyone, for commenting. Uh, good to hear your thoughts. And, you know, it's, especially when we're talking about inspiration, love to hear those stories. So thank you. Um, and today's Pink Skills question of the day is, do you have a good idea for a Pink Skillers question of the day because we're running out of them. So jump onto our Facebook page or jump on to the Ping Skills website on the blog and let us know some really good ideas for Ping Skillers questions of the day. Yes, Love guys. You. So if you do have some ideas, get on there, would you? Because, you know, like it's, it's quite difficult to think of Ping Skillers questions of the day every day. But I'm sure <laughs> you've got lots of inspiring things. Uh, Jeff, I missed, I missed one of the in, uh, inspiring things, and I think it's, it's probably almost the best one. Wow. Um, all right. Hit me. Yeah, so, so Brendan said, one of the things that inspires me is, is talking to other 
uh, people that are filled with so much enthusiasm for table tennis and desire to better their game. And I noticed the universal aspect of the game because it brings so many races together with a common bond. Even if it's just a five-minute talk around the table with a local at the park, I am filled with energy. Nice one, Brendan. Absolutely. That is the power of our beautiful game. Played in 222 countries around the world. Yeah, well, probably played in more. That's the number of registered associations. Correct. That's that's affiliated with the ITTF. So, yeah, there's more. Uh, Are there more countries? Are there more than 222 countries? Good question. But, you know, a truly world game. All right. Now, Alois, what happened on this day, the 31st of March in history? Ah, yes. Well, it was the first WrestleMania. Apparently the biggest wrestling event from the WWE. There you go. That is fantastic. Uh, Isn't it? Brock is going to love that one. WrestleMania, excellent. And it's also and it's also Prachi Jar's birthday. Um, one of the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, women's team members, and yeah, very young member, but yeah, happy birthday! There you go. Yes, happy birthday! All right, now that moves us on to the questions. First up, a question from Mike D, who's asked it using the Google Q and A app. He says, "Hi, Alice and Jeff." Since there are so many ways one can serve the ball, even perform different movements for the same serve, what is the best way to read and react to all those different styles in order to perform a proper return? Yeah, big question. So a couple of, couple of really important things in the essence of returning serve is firstly to watch the contact. So even though you know, a serve can look different. So this can be the same as this. The essence is that when they're actually contacting the ball, if you if you see that and if you can watch that, then that's all that really matters. This and this are just, you know, the fluff around it. Around yeah, it absolutely, Alice. But even if they don't do strange movements, even like two different serves like the tomahawk and the reverse pendulum, can have the same spin on them. Yeah, they they can, exactly. And it's all about the contact of the bat on that ball. So whether it's like that or like that, they're exactly the same spin, right? So if you're doing this or this, you're getting the same spin. So so that's the real essence. The next thing is, is to watch the flight of the ball as well. So that's going to give you some clues. Now, it's not easy. Like returning serve is not easy. And I'm not um, saying that, you know, um, you just go out there and learn these couple of things and bang, you can return serve. It's just not like that. Table tennis is a difficult game in that aspect because there are so many different angles that you can put on it. So this is a different serve to this, to this, to this, to this, okay? Because you're getting slightly different spin. And then how fast they contact the ball um, will also determine how much spin is on the ball. So, so all of those things go together to make it a really different concoction, uh, a difficult concoction of um, of things and, and how to return it. So, you know, 
we always say the biggest and best teacher is experience uh, with returning serve. You have to understand those basic principles, but once you understand those principles, you've got to get out there and return a lot of serves. You can't just do it in a minute. You can't do it in 10 minutes. You can't even do it in five months or six months. It takes a lot of time to be able to just get the real feel of what's happening and picking up the flight of the ball and all those things as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think, Alois, like you said, it is difficult, and that's probably why our Receiving Secrets course for our premium members has been so popular because it does teach you, you know, the effect of spin and understanding spin, um, how it reacts off your bat. So once you know that, um, you're really in a good position to to start gaining those experiences and start improving your serve, yeah. So I think, like you said, to simplify it, Alice, you really need to understand what type of spin the person puts on the ball and then how it's going to react off your bat and then you need to know how to counter that um, with your return. Uh, big question. Um, anyone who's really keen about it, try out our premium membership at pingskills.com. Try out the Receiving Secrets course. Um, I'm sure it will help your game. All right. Good question, Mike. Um, yeah, keep working on it. Um, I'm sure, you know, with time you'll get better and better. All right. Next question is from Ilya. He says, I have a backhand flick that is effective against some players but not against others. In a tournament, I often face opponents I'm unfamiliar with so how to find out whether my flick is going to work against them without losing too many points? Okay, so one one thing that you can do before a match earlier is just watch that other player. Um, even if they're practising with someone or if you can watch them playing a match and just see, firstly, whether they prefer um, the ball being flicked at them or the ball being pushed at them. So often players will react differently. So to a push ball or a flick ball. So um, if you can get a bit of a, a handle on that, then it might help you to start off with. Secondly, in the match, if you if you do think that flicking is the best idea, then think about where you're flicking the ball to. And all you need to do is perhaps experiment with three points. So flick one to the forehand, one to the middle, one to the backhand. Um, and just see how they react to it. Don't necessarily see whether you win the point or lose the point or whether they get it back or don't get it back, but just see how comfortable they are um, when you flick at them. So, yeah, Um, and it's difficult. I mean, when you're playing a new opponent, there is always that experimentation um, phase of of the match where you're just testing each other out to see how you react with against different things. Yeah, and I guess the point is also that you probably should be doing a bit of both because you don't want to always be flicking even if it's working well. And if the flick isn't working well against some opponents, yeah, like Aloy said, maybe with just a change of placement or change of speed, it will become more effective. So, you know, always think about ways you can use your strengths just slightly differently to um, trouble your opponents. Um, yeah, good to see you thinking about this, Ilya. Um, you know, just small little changes in tactics can have a big difference in the game. So, yeah, love your attitude. All right. Now, um, Victor E. Alloys has jumped on and asked a question, um, and he says, how do I return a short side spin backspin serve with heavy spin? 
when I push it, it goes into the net or the ball goes to the side. Is it the angle of my bat that's wrong? I lose points because of this. I can push backspin easily, but I can't do it now for some reason. Please help. Okay, Victory, it's definitely the angle of your bat. So if you've got your bat straight at the ball like that um, and the ball's got side spin, it's going to go that way. So what you need to do is you need to turn the angle of your bat there. If it's going into the net, then you need to turn your bat backwards more. If it's going too high, you need to turn your bat forwards more. So it's it's all about the angle of the bat to start off with um, as to whether you're going to make that ball go that away that away or that away. So, yeah, just keep it keep adjusting. So if the ball keeps going out that way, you need to change the angle of your bat more. You need to turn it around so that it's facing more towards that side. Right. Now, when someone does a heavy backspin, sidespin, serve, Alice, and you want to push it back, do you recommend they have a bit of a, a forward momentum on the push themselves or just let the ball hit it or is either yeah. okay? Yeah, so so firstly, keep your keep your fingers and hand nice and relaxed. You don't need too much forward forward momentum to start off with. Just allow the ball to hit your bat. Put a little bit of um, forward momentum yourself, but you don't need to do that. If you're doing that, um, then um, yeah, the ball's going can go anywhere. So just use the angle to start with. Get the feel. See where that ball actually goes, and then you can start to make your adjustments. Great, got it. All right. Thanks for the question, Victory, and I hope you like the this day in history about WrestleMania. Ah, definitely will. Yes. Big day. Right. Big day in history, Jeff. Absolutely. All right. Now, Bavesh says, does the blade of the bat affect the performance or is it only the rubber which affects performance? Yeah. So they both affect performance. So if you have... Um, a really, really bad piece of wood um, and a really good rubber, um, it's not going to be as ha- be as good as having a reasonable sort of uh, blade. But the thing that does affect the performance more than the other is definitely the rubber, okay? The rubber is the important thing. So that's why when you get a pre-made bat um, to start off with, the, the most important thing to think about is what type of rubber is on, on that bat. Um, and if you get a reasonable quality rubber on it, then that's all you really need. Um, the wood really doesn't matter a lot. So we've uh, we've done this a, a lot with um, some blades. So we put some decent rubber on even your five dollar um, pre-made bat. You know, just take the old pimple rubber off or those sort of things and put a reasonable rubber on it, and the the bat performs really well. So it is mostly about the rubber. Um, not about the blade. And that's why the ITTF um, have to approve the rubber. You don't have to approve a blade or get a blade approved, but the rubber does need to be approved because that is the really sensitive part of the of the, um, of the bat. Great. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks for the question, Bavesh. All right. Next up is a question from Toby. He says, I have started to play at a club and I also play at home. I play with a two-handed backhand in tennis and I was wondering if you're allowed to play competition with a two-handed backhand. Uh, Yeah, you are. So you can play two-handed backhand. Um, So, yeah, um, there's no rules against it. I used to think that there was, but nah, I think think you're all good playing with a two-handed backhand. Yes. Um, 
But it's not really recommended for table tennis. Alice. I guess, firstly, you're hitting the ball out wider, whereas you really want to be hitting it in front of you. You get a better line of view on it. And that just restricts all your wrist movement. You're not going to be able to get any top spin. I mean, I haven't seen any player of any decent standard using a two-handed backhand in table tennis. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. And and the... the... The, the thing is, as you said, Jeff, you, you, you just haven't got time either. I mean, you haven't got time to turn all the way here and play a two-handed backhand. And the other important thing is that you don't actually uh, increase the power in your stroke by, by getting a two-handed backhand. So in tennis, that's one of the, most, the main reasons why they do put that second hand on the, on the racket so that they can generate power with both arms. But here you don't need it. Um, the ball is so light. Um, it's much better if you're um, in position behind the ball um, and utilising your um, your playing arm to, to generate the speed. Just don't need yeah. the other one on there. Yeah, so, Toby, even though you do maybe do it in tennis, um, we really strongly encourage you to, to learn the proper backhand technique here in table tennis. It might feel a bit more uncomfortable to start with, but going to make a big difference in the long run. So, Take a look on the Ping Skills website under the Strokes and Techniques lessons. We've got some uh, videos on the backhand counter hit and the backhand topspin. Take a look at those. Really work on it. We teach you the start position, the finish position. You'll pick it up in no time, and it'll be much better in the long run. Yeah, so, and Toby um, and Toby also said that he's just started going down to a club now. So well done, Toby. That's fantastic. And he's going down to your your first club, Jeff. So um, good luck there, Toby. Well done. Excellent. Yep. Love that. Uh, that was a good club there. So in Canberra, um, great club. Everyone should try and get to a table tennis club if they want to improve their table tennis uh, and ones nearby. Such a great experience, such variety of styles. All right. Next up is a question from Rowan who says, I have an opponent I constantly lose to. Just a couple of points every time. Our skill sets are almost at the same level. My issue is I am not able to analyse where I'm going wrong and how I can pull the game to my advantage. It's really frustrating. Oh, yeah, I know the one. Um, so, Rowan, it, it's not about technique. It's not about anything like that at this stage. It's more about what's going on up here. So... If you're only losing by a couple of points, it means that there's nothing really in it. So it's about being able to play those points, uh, those closer points better. How do you do that? Um, so one is by just starting to develop um, a little bit of a routine for yourself um, so that you're playing the first points the same as the last points. Um, a pre-point routine is really great for that. Um where you can just set yourself up with just a simple routine that you do, you know, how many times you bounce the ball, um, your preparation for your serve, um, taking a, a deep breath before you serve, those sort of things will really help. And then you'll find that every point becomes an individual point and um, it doesn't really matter whether it's a close point or an early point in the game. So that's, that's probably the, the first thing. I suppose then the next thing is that, you know, if you just keep developing your skills, then if your level is up here compared to the other person, then it's no longer a close game. So so that's the next step, I suppose. But initially, it's about just being able to control yourself emotionally, being able to set up uh, some pre-point routines for yourself um, and just being able to treat each point um, 
individually and, and work hard for every point. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point, Alice. And especially that first bit about the pre-point routine, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a huge difference to your game, but it, it does make a big difference. And especially if you've um, lost to the person a number of times close in close situations, when you get to the close situation again, you can't help but think, oh, no, I'm going to lose again. Oh, what am I doing wrong? And it does get frustrating. But that's where that pre-point routine comes in because you just go through that pre-point routine and you don't think those thoughts at all and you just get on with the game and that gives you a much better chance of winning. But I also like your other, uh, your second point because, yeah, the more you keep increasing your skill level, even if you get nervous, you'll be so much better that you will still win. So, yeah, great tips there. And yeah. Good question, and, Rowan. And, prob- and probably, I mean... In the end, as well, there is a little bit of luck that comes into it. I mean, um, Jeff, we saw we saw a really interesting situation at the um, Oceania Olympic qualification tournament with the two sisters playing against each other, Grace and Sally Yee. Um, so Grace had um, had really had the wood over her sister Sally, you know, winning the last four or five times, but every time the games were close. You know, it was eleven nines, eleven, and, and, and you know close in the seventh set. Yeah, um, and Sally had quite a few game points in a lot of games. We just couldn't couldn't win those games. Yeah, and in the last match that we saw them play, the first in the first game, um, Grace was um, down 7-10 again. And, and, you know, in the previous match, she had come back from there. But in this situation, Sally got a net, won the first game, and then things just seemed to steamroll from there. Um, you know, so sometimes luck just does play a little part in it, but you've just got to put yourself in the situation first. There you go. So, yeah, it was interesting. And then Sally ended up uh, claiming the spot for the uh, Rio Olympics. So Absolutely. It was a fantastic tournament. All right. And lastly, this question is for me from Victor E. He says, how did you meet Alois? And were you famous before meeting Alois? Um, he was famous when he was born. Victory. <laughs> uh, I'm still not famous, and <laughs> and I met Alois just through table tennis. So Alois was, I think, the development officer for table tennis Victoria, and I came down for tournaments, and that's how we met. Um, yeah, that was so- a long time ago, Jeff. That was a long, long time ago, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I had hair at that stage. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, what a great way to wrap up show 249. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks for your questions. Check out pingskills.com for great table tennis videos. And thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeffrey. And tomorrow, the big 250 and... To celebrate, we're going to have a Friday funny. Woohoo! Can't wait. All right, everyone. Catch you then. Bye.